At this time, I would like to call the meeting to order at 7 o'clock p.m. Today is Thursday, December 14th, 2023, and this is a meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission for the City of West Hollywood. We would like to begin by acknowledging that the land on which we gather, currently known as the City of West Hollywood, is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrielino Tonga and Gabrielino Keech peoples. Commissioner Rory, would you like to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? Madam Secretary, may we have a roll call, please? Yes. Commissioner Bass? Here. Commissioner Kirpies? Here. Commissioner Marth? Here. Commissioner Rory? Here. Commissioner Topshin? Here. Acting Chair Moore? Here. We have a quorum. Has everyone had a chance to review tonight's agenda? Do we have a motion? Motion to approve the agenda items. Do we have a second? Second. Madam Secretary. Yes. Commissioner Bass? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies? Yes. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Rory? Yes. Commissioner Topshin? Aye. Acting Chair Moore? Aye. Motion passes. We have the minutes for the meeting for the month of, apologize, uh, November 9th, 2023. Has everyone had a chance to review them? Motion to approve the November 9th meeting mi minutes. Okay, is there a second? Second. Okay. Commissioner Bass? Aye. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Rory? Aye. Commissioner Topshin? Aye. Acting Chair Moore? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you. Do we have any speakers from the public tonight? Not at this time. Okay. The next item is the manager report. Mr. Holub, may we have the report, please? Good evening, Chair, Vice, oh, sorry, just Chair tonight, and Commissioners, Jonathan Holub, Rent Stabilization Manager. Um, tonight, the Commission is hearing one appeal, and the next meeting is canceled. Um, you'll resume in the new year. Um, in the new year, at the Commission's request, staff will present on the Justice for Renters Act. Um, which seeks a repeal of the Costa-Hawkins Rental Housing Act through a November 2024 ballot initiative. The item will include an opportunity for the Commission to provide direction regarding whether to request formal city support for the measure. In addition, staff has calendared a study session to discuss Commission processes on February 8th, following the appeal item that evening. Um, I have some more data from Betsetic regarding evictions. Um, last time I reported, um, the summer months of August and September, they went down a little bit, which was encouraging. Um, they've kind of creeped up again. Uh, in those later summer months, it was about, um, uh, I think about 10 new cases over there per month, and now it's about at 15. That's still better than what we were seeing prior when the moratoria ended, um, which is about 20 a month. So we'll see what happens um, going forward. I'm sure we'll have some more data um, in the new year. and and then we'll know whether we're getting sort of a steady uh, clip or whether it's uh, going up or down, hopefully down. 
Um, on a related note, um, in a, on something that hopefully will help alleviate that situation, I want to bring uh, attention to the Los Angeles County Rent Relief Program for Landlords. Um, this program will provide direct financial assistance to qualified landlords, helping to mitigate the detrimental economic impacts caused by the COVID-19 pandemic that has resulted in tenants falling behind on rent. Any individual, group, or corporate entity seeking relief from rental arrearages or other eligible expenses of one or more rental properties may apply, provided that the property is located in LA County, and that excludes the city of Los Angeles. Uh, the unit must also still be occupied by the impacted tenant. Impacted tenants are encouraged to bring this program to the landlord's attention. The program is currently accepting applications and the deadline is January 12, 2024. Uh, more information can be found at lacountyrentrelief.com. There's also a customer call center, which is open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the number there is 877-849-0770. And again, the website, which has all the information that a landlord uh, would need is lacountyrentrelief, one word, dot com. Thank you, and I'm available for any questions. Thank you. Yes, Commissioner Kerpies. Yeah, regarding the um, the evictions that are being filed, are those coming to us? Uh, so I know that landlords must, when they file or when they uh, serve the tenant, they must also send a copy to the city, correct? So when the city gets those, do we do anything, or do we send those to Betzedic, or is, these well, we numbers, always, sorry, and these numbers from the Betzedic are those numbers that are um, evictions filed? Um, that we've received, or are they cases that they're handling? They're all cases they're handling. They're not necessarily an eviction that's been filed. Uh, I think often times they are because they'll usually take on a client formally when um, there's a UD filed. Um, but with respect to your first question, um, when we get a notice or a UD in the office, we will reach out to the tenant. Um, we will make sure that they know about Betsetic and we will provide them with any information that would assist them um, so that they know what resources are available to them. So we, we do have a response system in that case. Thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions? Okay. And now we're at the appeals portion of our agenda. We have an appeal before the commission this evening. It's D4785. Um, do we have a representative for the tenant and landlord? The tenant will not be attending tonight, but they did submit a written statement to the commission, and the landlord is President Chambers. Okay. Sorry. Um, since the tenant is not here, we will call up the landlord. Oh, the good council staff report. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, first we will hear the staff report from our legal council. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, thanks, Chair, and good evening, and good evening to the commissioners. Um, my name is John Natalizio, and I'm the legal counsel to the rent stabilization uh, for the city of West Hollywood. 
this appeal hearing results from a hearing examiner's decision um, denying in part and granting in part uh, a rent reduction application. Um, a decision was issued which denied a rent uh, decrease and relevant in part on the following issues. Um, loss of storage um, in the parking space, loss of storage in front of the unit, repair of a dishwasher and repainting of common areas. Uh, the hearing examiner granted a rent decrease in relevant part um, for the remediation of issues um, with the broiler door of the oven in the amount of $60. Tenant submitted an appeal. Uh, the appeal claims that the decision is not reasonably supported by the findings made or evidence in the record. Uh, regarding the loss of storage in the um, parking space, tenant argues that landlord requires items stored in the garage must be 18 inches off the floor and does not want to reinstall the storage racks that she had to remove. Uh, regarding the loss of storage in front of the unit, tenant argues that landlord did not restore the housing service. Regarding the dishwasher, tenant argues that she never refused landlord entry into the unit. Uh, regarding the oven and broiler door, Tenant argues that the hearing examiner did not consider all issues, and specifically that the oven door, assuming that the oven does not heat properly, and that the gas line is too long, resulting in loss of storage base. Regarding the exterior paint, tenant argues that not all parts of the exterior were repainted, and what was repainted was done poorly. Uh, staff will defer to the analysis in the staff report regarding each of the appealed issues. However, in summary, staff believes that there is substantial evidence in the record to support the hearing examiner's decision as to each of the issues, except for the issues of storage in front of the unit and the length of gas line for the oven. As it relates to the issues of storage in front of the unit, staff believes that this decision is not supported by substantial evidence and that the hearing examiner should be reversed. Uh, staff believes that a valuation of $50 is reasonable and supported by the evidence in the record. As it relates to the gas line being too long and the elimination of storage space, uh, tenant's appeal is correct. The hearing examiner failed to consider this, this issue. Therefore, staff recommends a remand so that the hearing examiner can analyze this issue of the gas line um, and the alleged loss of storage space in the cabinets. Therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-638. You as the commission have the power to affirm, reverse, modify, or remand the appealed decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard which also requires the commission to make sure that there's substantial evidence that reasonably supports the hearing examiner's decision is credible and of solid value. If that evidence is found, then the decision must be upheld, even if there's also evidence that could support a different outcome. The commission does not sub substitute judgment for that of the hearing examiner or weigh the evidence. And as it relates to questions of law, the commission applies an independent uh, de novo standard of review to conclusions of law. Thank you. Thank you. Question? Okay. Two questions, actually. One is um, uh, regarding your report just now. You recommend that uh, we send one back, or we remand one back because we don't have enough evidence, or, or I'm, I'm, I guess that's my question. Why is it that we're sending one back um, to find a value, but uh, we've, you've recommended a value on the other one? So for the issue of um, the parking, sorry, as, as, the as, as it relates to the issue of the storage in front of the unit, um, staff believes that that item, um, there is evidence in the record which already addresses that. 
and it's that the um, evidence in the record um, doesn't actually support or reasonably support the hearing examiner's decision, and staff believes that based upon the evidence in the record, a remand isn't necessary because the evidence is already, there's enough evidence in the record to make evaluation determination, whereas the uh, issue of the gas line and whether or not that results in a loss of storage space was not addressed at all okay. by the hearing examiner and staff's opinion was that there wasn't evidence in the record to be able to make a determination of, of whether one, there was a loss of a housing service and two, if there was evaluation of that. Okay. And then my other question is a process question about, uh, so the tenant uh, sent us a statement this evening. Um, has the landlord received a copy of that statement or um, should somebody read it or? So that statement was submitted to the commission. Um, I don't, do you know if the landlord was provided it? I don't know if it matters, but I'm just curious. It wasn't provided to the landlord, but it is on Granicus or it was posted through Granicus, so it's available for the public and the landlord to see. Okay. okay. I, so I don't sure. think we have to read it into the okay. record. I just thought if, there, if she's sending it in that, if she in her mind thinks she's sending it for that purpose to replace her testimony, I just wanted to make sure that the landlord saw it before they get up there and spend their five minutes rebutting when. <laughs> All right, thanks. I have a process question as well. And when somebody applies for a hearing, uh, the rules are very clear that if they don't show up for the hearing, that the hearing examiner will dismiss that. Uh, what, how does that apply to, a, to an appeal? In this case, the tenant appealed, but they're not here and have made no effort to reschedule. Yes, yeah, so if a, a party, regardless, sorry, a party of whether, regardless of whether they're the appellant or just a party, if they fail to show for the appeal, there isn't an automatic grounds for dismissal. Um, for example, if like at the hearing level, um, so if the party chose to not attend for whatever reason and didn't seek a rescheduling, that would have no impact on the um, ability of this commission to go forward with the appeal, even if they're not present. Thank you. Okay, um, the landlord can come up. Um, you'll have five minutes to speak. Okay. Um, please state your name and city of residence for the record. Okay, my name is Natalie May. Um, should I start? Oh, okay, um, happy holidays first. Um, I just want to um, tell you all that the tenant forgot to tell you that um, in the 16 years tenancy, we didn't raise her rent for 10 years, never. Um, she has a pattern of making new complaint following repairs. We have done more than what we can, and every time we do something, she finds something wrong with it, and she files something else with it. Um, she keeps on adding more and more to the list, and then we realize, we, we receive a blackmail letter, email, and we realize what she's after is money. It's very, very clear. Um, so, for example, when we got the hearing uh, examiner, um, what is it called, the decision, it was on 9.13 at 11.48. Couple of hours later, my husband called me. He was on site on the building doing some repair. He said that she had called the gas company saying that the oven was smelling gas. Um, so my husband talked to the person who came. 
He said that he checked the oven, all the utilities, he checked the line, he checked the meters, all appliances, and there were no, zero gas leak. He also said that the oven was working fine. Right after that, because it didn't work, she called the manufacturer of the oven and said that the heater was not working. I just want to show you a pattern of that's what she does. Every time something doesn't work for her, she finds something else. Um, I think the mistake we made is that my husband is too nice. He's from North Africa. And uh, he thought that by giving her what she wanted, it would simplify and help. We, she complained about four windows that were not working properly. We gave her five new windows. She complained about the oven. We give her a new oven. Issues every time. Um, she complained about the dishwasher. We said, we give you a new one. She doesn't want the one we want to give her. We said, okay, you choose it. She chose the, she chose the um, dishwasher, major issues with it. Then she didn't let us plumber to come in. So we said, okay, just choose your own plumber. No problem, you choose your own. She, I, we said, we reimburse you. When I got the bill, I said, I need receipts. And when I got receipts, I, I, I realized there were huge discrepancies and she was telling, trying to steal from us. So that's the kind of person we're dealing with. Um, now, when it comes for the, I'm gonna talk about um, the space in front of a window. We sent an email, so during the hearing, I don't know why he didn't specify it. He said in front of me, I'm telling you right now, she's giving you the space back. All she had there was a toy from a child. It was on the ground, which we asked many times to put it 18 inches from the ground, because we had an infection of cockroaches, mosquitoes, and we even had raccoons. All we want is to maintain the building. That's all we ask for. Be responsible for your stuff. We maintain the building. If we can maintain the building, at this point, we are willing to give in to the very, um, very nice offer of the um, people who want to buy the building and destroy it. We are at that point. That's how tired we are of this. Um, so the space, he told her in front of me, he said, she's giving you the space. It has to be 18 in inches from the floor. And there's a, lot, there's a fire extinguisher. So the fire extinguisher needs to be visible and, of course, accessible. So it's when we send the email, we said, walk away. She sent pictures that you have. I have it if you need it. The building is very small. The walk away is very small. The space in front of a uh, window is very small. It's not a walk away. I don't know if it's a semantic issue. I don't know what she wants. Once again, she asked us for money for that toy. Um, so I'm not sure what to do at this point. If you tell me what to do, if we're supposed to send her an email to say, in front of your window, you can put whatever you want, as long as it's contained, maintained, because the table and the chair were there, were so disgusting that every time I showed the building to tenant, I was ashamed. And because of that and what was going on in the garage, I was asked many times if we had a homeless encampment issue. All we want, once again, is to maintain the building. We have somebody who come clean every week. He said he can't do his job. We have somebody who come and spray for um, um, pesticide. He can't do his job. What are we supposed to do? I don't know. You tell me. So once again, we told her, and she, t in the letter from her sister, she said the space in front of my unit, the space in front of my window. She never talked about the walk away. When we say nothing in the walk away, it's because we also, if she's going to put stuff there, it has to be maintained, contained, and also we want her to be responsible and liable. It's a very small building. If there's a fire and people run for the fire extinguisher, they will trip over stuff. We don't want to be liable for that. It's also a safety issue. If she want to put stuff, we have nothing against it. Just let us know, put it 18 inches from the ground, make it safe and contained. That's all we asked. 
when it comes to, so the gas line. We were never made aware about an issue with the gas line. Thank Not you, once. that's time. I'm sorry? That's your five minutes are up. Okay. But we can ask you questions. Thank so you. please stay. Could you stay, Could you stay at the podium? podium? Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Topshin. Thank you. Um, a question, uh, Ms. May. Uh, I think you have a packet, the same thing that we have yes. there, right? On page 59, uh, this is the photograph I see. I think this is submitted by the tenant, probably. It says, area outside of my unit. Is, oh, okay. Thank right. you. Can, can you identify if, if this is the outside storage space? It's not a storage space. Right, it's right. But what I'm saying is that this, this is the area uh, that we are discussing now in terms of, in regards to this yes. storage. Hold on. What page did you say? On um, page 59 of our packet. 50? 59, 59. Yes, that's a space, so you can see how small it is. So th this, is the, this is the area that is in question. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. And you see what, where the box is? It's the fire extinguisher. And um, what was there, according to your knowledge, what was there um, uh, placed by the tenant? What, what did the tenant store there? What, what, what items? So they were, um, it was a toy, it was a basketball hoop from a child. It was on the floor right in front of the fire extinguisher. Um, mm -hmm. One day my husband walked by and looked at it, and she looked at him and she said, I'll remove it. So she knew, and she never did. And, and it was right um, on the ground. It was not inches from the floor. So that's the only time you recall that, you know, you or your husband uh, asked to remove anything? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, before she had a sister two years ago, without asking us, she put chairs and a table. Um, can, can, she also put some, a table and two oh. chairs. Um, she also put some plants, so we asked her, first of all, we said, you know, we didn't really want anything there because the, the chair were big, so we, can, we didn't clean under it, and we can put the insecticide um, so she removed the plant. We sent an email, asked her to remove it. It was ignored. So we said, you know what, it's not a big deal. It's contained, it's dirty, but it's contained. So we, would, we didn't want to have a fight about it. Mm. And um, it seemed like it was stored there. And for a while we thought maybe we should charge them because it's not storage, but we just let it go. And then she finally got rid of them. Okay. Two years later, and um, the the tenant is the tenants has started in 2008, in January of 2008. So since that time, she's been the tenant has been using that area, putting things. 2008, I don't remember. Oh, you were the owner since when? We sent an email to remove it in 2018. Okay. And then it was removed in 2021. But you are the owner. You were the owner from 2008 when the tenant moved in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. Uh, my husband was building in 2000. Okay, so the first time you noticed something was sometime in 2018. It wasn't there before 2018. That's when it, she she started putting stuff there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Any other questions? 
Commissioner Murray. Can you help me understand on the space in front? Are you saying right now you're you're okay with the tenant putting the basketball hoop back there? Yes. It just has to be off the ground? Yes. Okay. I told her in front of the uh, examiner, and he told her in front of me, he said, this is, she's telling you, you can. It just has to be 18 inches from the ground, okay. um, not in front of the fire extinguisher, and that's it, that's it. And, and not she, the table and chairs, just the... No, the, not the table and chairs. They're gone anyway, because the system okay. moved, and she okay. sold them. Can I ask you another question about the other parking space? Because I kind of got confused. Mm -hmm. There were two, or the other alleged storage space, because there was another storage space in front of There's no a storage parking. space, but they used it. They, so they started to put stuff there, mm -hmm. and then we asked them not to. We said, temporarily, you can, and that's why we sent the email in 2018. But I said it, we said it has to be 18 inches from the ground. Also in the garage, off the ground? Yeah. Okay. However, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. There was stuff on the floor, so we, we had, again, we had um, cockroaches, we had rats, we had mosquitoes, we had flies, because they would have big bag of um, trash bags with cans, open cans, used cans in there. Sure. Hanging from every side. So is, is the current status that the tenants are allowed to use yes, the area in front of their parking space as yes. storage if it's 18 inches off the ground? Absolutely. Both areas are sort of allowed as long as it's yes, 18 as long the as it's contained, and contained 18 inches from the floor can and i ask you another i'm sorry another question about just uh real quick the oven do you dispute that the oven door was broken and no that, okay you 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 don't dispute that that part happened i don't know okay, she sent us know. a picture she said it's not working properly she sent us a picture the oven was open and it was I think, you know the product that you clean with? I think she did that, but didn't take off the product. So it's very toxic. Okay, but in terms of damage to the door, you don't know one way or another? I have another no idea, because okay. we're not allowed to come in the apartment. We just said, we'll fix it. My last question related to, um, we didn't talk about it as much, but there's a storage space in the kitchen that's related to um, the gas line? Yes. For the oven. So my, my question is, if you could just in like, 30 seconds or less, okay. talk a little bit about what that storage space is, and is it... Okay. Like, there in some kitchens, there's a vent that goes above the, the, the range, and inside there's sometimes there's a, an actual vent, and then there's these, like, faux mm -hmm. doors that cover that, and that... It's not that. Okay, so, so talk a little about that So what it is is that, that the space. oven, it's very small, it's a very small space at the bottom of the fridge, and that's where um, the gas valve is, electricity, and there's also something, hold on, I wrote down because I didn't know what it was. It's called the regulator of the oven. So the, it's How big is the space? Could you describe that it? It's big, and it's not a storage place. We didn't know she was using it as storage, which we have no problem with it, and we didn't know the gas line was an issue. It came with the oven. She never told us it was an issue because when we called for the door, we'd have asked the guy, just change it. So what, where is the, is it? space between the refrigerator, like a, an appliance? No, and a it's like the oven, and then on, it's at the bottom of the line of the oven. Okay. It's very, very small, and that's really, that's the access to plug the oven, that's where the... And so it's not meant to be used as a storage It's not space? meant to be used at other, as a, um, that's why I told that at the examiner, I said, it's not a storage space, it's very small, there's a gas line, so it's kind of 
It's access to that area. Yes, but if she wanted, we didn't know she used it as a space. It's fine with us, but she has to be responsible for it. So, but we never received an email or anything. We just saw it on the, when she filed a complaint and I was like, what is she talking about? I don't know. And then she said that four people said it didn't need to be that big. We were never, ever made aware because it's not an issue at all. We would just said, okay, no problem, we'll change it. You want to put stuff in there? You'll be responsible because it's a gas valve and everything, also the electricity, everything is there. If she want to use it, we have no problem with it. She okay. never told us and then complained and then asked for money for it. That's what she does. Okay. Thank you. Can I? Thank you, yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> As a follow-up question to that 18 inches above the ground uh, rule or instruction, so that, um, as my fellow commissioner asked the question, so that, is, that rule or instruction that you gave, it applies to both the storage area, which is clear to me, but also to the area in front of the unit that I showed on the photograph? Yes, actually it's a health code for, um, for Rodin and something like that. I give it, it should be in there because I gave the code. It has to be 18 inches for the floor because you have to see if there's rats, if there's cockroaches. That's the only reason why. And that, that's the code um, uh, of our city or uh, it's a, so who told you about that 18 inches? Um, they sent it to me. I think it's West Hollywood because I called West the Hollywood city and they gave okay. me the code. I gave him a copy so he should have one. I gave him a copy of the code. Okay. Uh, but not your insurance uh, company. I'm sorry? N not your insurance company, right? It's not the insurance company no. requ requirement. No, it's, a, it's a, a code from the city that we got from the city. Okay. Because actually one day we had the inspector come and he's the one who said, I'm not going to fine you, but you, everything needs to be 18 inches above the ground. And that's when we told them everything needs to be above the, 18 inches above the ground. And the tenant just, you know, you, you obviously clearly you told the tenant about it and the tenant is not willing they to. They disregard Every time we send email, they disregard it. We go to see them, we try to talk to them, say please, 18, they say yes, they never do it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And that's why at the end, we are tired of it. It's been 10 years. Okay. 10 years we said, please, all we want is to maintain the building. That's all we need. Okay, thank you, Ms. May. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you, Ms. May. You can. Thank you. Thank you. Does the commission have questions for staff, or do you want to deliberate? Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, the legal counsel um, regarding that 18-inch. Obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't expect you to know the code or anything. Of course not. So, uh, but just thinking, if the let's let's say we're going to look for the document if it's there. Um, if the city required the tenant, uh, I mean, if the city requires, and there is a code, that everything has to be 18 inches above the ground, 
things that are stored on the premises. And let's say if the landlord is applying that rule and the tenant is not complying with that. So basically, uh, according to the testimonies that I heard today, the landlord is not, uh, is, is willing to provide the storage service, is not against it, but it's the whole thing is about that 18 inches above the ground. That's what I heard. And would this still, the $50 rent reduction, be applicable or uh, a proper? Um, just what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I think it's similar to what the commission has dealt with before when, it, when a housing service is established and the justification for the elimination, the reduction of the housing service is compliance with the law. Um, it could go to valuation, you know, that could be a factor in um, the, either the hearing examiner or the commission's decision in terms of whether that el elimination or reduction, because for example, the housing service might be eliminated, but maybe it's making the unit safer. I mean, that could be a factor, but I don't think that the fact that the elimination of the housing service is because of a alleged law or regulation um, affects whether um, the commissioner or hearing examiner can um, find that the housing service exists or didn't exist. I just don't think it's a factor. It just uh, it doesn't seem to me, again, thinking out loud, uh, that the landlord is eliminating the service. It's like the tenant may decide, you know what, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to raise the items above 18 inches so I can get this $50 rent reduction forever. So how do I get compliance there? Just so, stuck thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, I think the harsh answer is you need to know the laws of the city you're operating in, and if you allow a housing service to get established um, that you later have to cure, whether it's insurance-related or um, county health comes in um, and, and requires that you fix something, um, you don't have to allow them to continue having that housing service, right? You can't force a landlord to restore the housing service, just because the housing service was eliminated or substantially reduced, there has to be a corresponding rent reduction. So the landlord does not have to let them, let, for example, in this situation, the tenant restore the items in front of the unit, but staff's position here is, and, and as was the hearing examiner's, was that there was a housing service that was eliminated. Um, the hearing examiner thought that it was restored. Staff's position is that, at least for in front of the unit, that is not the case, it was not restored. Um, but um, I, I, I think just the, the reality is that if you're a landlord in this city um, and you're going to allow tenants to do things that are not in the lease or put things in the lease, you know, that are going to create a housing service, you need to be aware of the laws. Thank you, Mr. Matalisa. Commissioner Kirpies. So maybe I missed, misunderstood your, your original um, recommendation. Your recommendation for the reduction of $50 for in front of the unit uh, didn't have anything to do with the 18 inches, or I mean, I'm sorry, didn't, I thought that that was because it was taken away and then only at the hearing was it clear that it was put back or that they were allowed to store stuff, but with the 18 inches. So your $50, you still think that, what am I trying to say here? The 15, the 18 inches is, is, Well, I'll explain to you. So the hearing examiner found that um, <laughs> the landlord 
had restored the housing service. Staff's position is if you look at exhibit one in the record, which is page, um, this is where you need the hard copy, Commissioner Kerpies, because now I'm, I'm scrolling like a fool. Page 97. Thank you. It's the email, correct? It's an, yeah. it's an email. Um, so give me a second to get there. So the... Um, Okay, so this email states, so the hearing examiner found that the, um, the tenant's ability to um, place items outside the unit uh, was restored. Um, but when you look at this email from the landlord to the tenants of the building, it specifically states to not leave personal items in the walkway and then um, the reference for the 18 inches um, is for the parking space. So to the extent that the hearing examiner relied on landlord's um, testimony in the hearing that they were gonna restore the um, housing service, the evidence in the record shows that landlord has told all of the tenants something the complete opposite, which is that you cannot place items in the walkway. So staff's position is that um, there is evidence in the record that directly contradicts any testimony that would have been said during the hearing otherwise. But I guess what I, what I see is, and what, you know, kind of what I heard from her this evening, is that uh, they enforced it when the problem came up. Um, that they didn't, it, it, it does sound like there was um, a time period where the tenant may have felt that they lost their, their right to put anything out there. Um, but it sounds to me that while that confusion went on and there may be a rent reduction for that period, the, at the hearing, the, they clarified what the rules are on the 18 inches and um, that, the, that it is restored or they can file for rest restoration. Um, with these with these guidelines, I mean, I don't I don't I don't remember reading anything other than that big table, um, uh, which I could see why a landlord would would allow more time to pass for something like that to be removed. Um, it feels like they just they're just enforcing it when the problems came up, not necessarily taking anything away. Well, again, so we get our. I'm yeah, trying I, to understand his recommendation because I thought your recommendation originally was the service was taken away completely, um, whatever, or there was some belief that there was, it was taken away completely, and then um, the hearing examiner accepted that day that look, she's saying you can put your stuff there for 18 or as long as it's 18 inches off your off the floor, 
I would still say that that was a loss of reduction or a loss of services during that period, and they can file for uh, uh, a return of services. But, and that's how I understood your recommendation, but if your recommendation is specifically about the change of rules from being able to sit on the floor versus 18 inches, then I think I'll go a different way. My understanding was that when looking at this email, the landlord is not even allowing the restoration of the um, anything in front of the unit, even 18 inches. But I would I would agree with you that even if we took the landlord's oral argument tonight at face value and said they could put stuff there, it must be 18 inches off the ground. Um, that that is a that's not what the tenant had originally and would still warrant some sort of rent reduction. Um, but my my position in the staff report was that when looking at um, this email, it, it doesn't allow any items in the walkways, which is different than saying you can have items in the walkways, but they have to be 18 inches off the ground. And obviously, the commission disagrees with staff position. You're free to, to, do, to do that. And the hearing examiner found that it was re, uh, restored. But in looking at this email, um, staff position was that this um, does not support that determination. Thank you. Commissioner Bass. I'm, I'm going to continue along those lines. So the hearing examiner puts people under oath. And if the testimony that's provided contradicts or is subsequent to this email, isn't it the charge of the hearing examiner then to consider both parties and their testimony and make a decision based off of their sworn testimony, even though it's not in writing? Yeah, I mean, their testimony is certainly evidence, if that's what you're asking, yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering if, if, in fact, and we have no evidence otherwise tonight that it was said in the hearing, um, I, I know there's a tape recording, but we're, we have not reviewed that, um, or at least I have not, um, but if we, we've been told that it was said in the hearing and the hearing examiner believed that, um, would that not be evidence in the record um, short of any conflicting evidence saying it wasn't, uh, that we should consider the hearing examiner considered in their decision? Um, you're right, yeah. So there's a dispute. The landlord is saying that they restored the housing service. The tenant is saying that the landlord did not restore the housing service. Um, and staff's position is that when you look at the testimony between the landlord and the tenant, our job is not to reweigh that evidence. Um, but when you look at the record, there is evidence from the landlord that says you cannot put items in the walkway. Um, and so staff's position is that um, when you take into account both the testimony and also the written evidence, which I would find here to be objective, um, the hearing examiner did not take into consideration this email. Um, it was in a part of their analysis um, and that was, in South's opinion, an error. Um, and again, the commission can disagree with that. And I, I guess what I'm saying, and, and I'm truly not trying to debate with you, what I'm trying to wrap my head around is, is if in the hearing, the landlord said, yes, that email, I mean, they've not denied that they sent this email. So if they're saying, but we have restored it verbally, and the hearing examiner believed that in making their decision, we didn't hear that, and this evening we've only heard one person, and they said they said that. The hearing examiner's decision seems to reflect that that's what they heard. Would that not be, where I'm trying to get to is that, is that not 
a conclusion that a reasonable person could come to. If, if I'm yeah, I'm not going to, I can't argue with that. No, and I'm not if, trying if to argue your, with you. Yeah, if that's your to... position, yes, I do think that that is something that you could certainly find, yes. I, okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going down the wrong path. I guess that's more of what I was trying to do. Thank you. you. Know. Anyone else? Okay. Um, who wants to start the deliberations? Uh, if you want, uh, thank you, Madam Chair, presiding chair. Um, well, after clearly reviewing this, um, the, the uh, evidence before us, the evidence that was uh, submitted to the uh, hearing examiner, and hearing the testimony from the landlord, the only party present tonight, um, I had a couple of questions that I, that's been clarified for me regarding the uh, outside storage uh, space. So based on the testimony by the landlord and the clarification from the staff, so I am uh, in agreement with staff's recommendation, affirming in part, reversing in part, and remanding in part the decision of the hearing examiner on these items before us tonight. So I will be supporting the staff's recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Marks. Yes, um, I agree with my colleague here. Um, as to the, the only thing that was a question for me in going back and forth and reviewing this again before this meeting was the value on the rent reduction for the storage space in front of the home. Originally, I was like, oh, it's a little too low for me. The range is, I think, 47 to 200, give or take. Um, but then looking at the photos and the amount of storage it actually provides, I think staff's recommendation is reasonable. Um, as staff noted, it's not a habitability issue, a safety, life and death issue, it's a quality of life issue, which brings down the value in my mind and then you have to quantify what that amount is and since it's a small space, I think the recommendation by staff is um, correct. So I would agree with my colleague here on staff's recommendation. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Bass. I hate to always be the contrarian, but I would affirm the hearing examiner's decision in full. I believe that they did consider the testimony that was provided at the hearing, which is what I was just getting to a moment ago, and that that is just as much evidence as a, a, a newer than the, uh, than the email. Um, I don't believe we need to remand the, the uh, gas line. I feel pretty strongly about that one because I could not find anywhere in our packet where the tenant asked the landlord to reduce the length of the, the line. And if that's, if that's in there, please point it out to me. But I don't see that they asked that, so I don't think that it was before the hearing examiner. Therefore, it wouldn't be pertinent in front of us either. So that one is absolutely not on, on uh, remanding that. It would be something they would need to file for again in the future should that be an issue after they've asked the landlord to remedy that. And as far as the storage space, I believe that the hearing examiner considered it. I don't know that that's the same conclusion I would have come to. Let me be very clear. I think I might have come to a different conclusion, but I do believe a reasonable person based on the testimony and the evidence before them could have come to that conclusion. So I would affirm in full. Okay, thank you. Clarify on that. So you would not um, want to adopt staff's recommendation to reverse on the one issue or remand on the other. You would affirm the hearing examiner. I would affirm in full. 
Is it okay Please if I continue. go? Um, I would support a motion to that effect. Um, the gas line, I was kind of on the fence about in terms of, I'm, I might be willing to remand to look at that issue further, but I, I was really not convinced that it was a very strong issue. I didn't see any evidence in the record either really about the length. That's kind of why I asked about it tonight and, and when we, I, we heard about it, it just doesn't seem like an issue that maybe there's something even to remand about. So I would, I would support your motion, but I would also maybe on the remand uh, adopt that. On the space in front of the unit, I would support you uh, in terms of not reversing on that. I, I, it was really confusing a little bit, all the different storage spaces and references to storage space. In my mind, there's, there's kind of like ships passing on this part because um, we heard tonight, and I think there was evidence in the record about, and, and the hearing examiner obviously believe this to be the case too, based on his recommendation, that there was gonna be a restoration of the ability to put the, the little basketball hoop out there. And so um, I, I think that there was substantial evidence in the record on that issue, and I would support the hearing examiner's um, initial assessment, which is it's being restored. I'm not gonna recommend any reduction based on the basketball hoop. What got grafted on there to me, and, and I didn't know if it's the difference between this quality of life and habitability issue, but it's one thing to be able to put like a little children's toy or something or a potted plant or something else. Um, it's different to have like a table and chairs out there and to be able to sit out there, which we heard they used to maybe do previously. Um, and that's where I thought the hearing examiner or the staff was going saying like, hey, they used to be able to sit out there now they're not able to sit out there, so there's a, um, a possible you know, recommendation to reduce rent based on the ability not to sit at the table and chairs out there. The problem that I have is that um, having lived in buildings with communal spaces and, and, and knowing that walkways are important, I, I, it's hard for me to countenance a rent reduction for a table and chairs that shouldn't, isn't supposed to be there, and maybe it was allowed for too long, but um, if it's really a fire danger and it's not supposed to be there, I feel like it's hard, it's hard for me to get my head around a rent reduction for something that, that was not code compliant to begin with. So even as it relates to like a space for a table and chairs, I think I, I, I'm not, I would support a motion not to reverse on that issue, and the rest of it I would affirm, as I stated. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Kirby. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I would vote to um, follow staff's recommendation, but clarify my position is that the, the the space in front of the unit was lost temporarily, maybe because of just confusion, I don't know, but the tenant truly believed that it was lost and the and it um, and it doesn't and, and weighed the the hearing examiner weighed that um, that discussion and said, Oh, okay, you you're saying now you're gonna restore that area. Um, leads me to believe that, that 
that area really, it's reasonable to believe that that area was taken away temporarily. So I, I support the reduction in for that period of time, but I would urge the landlord to immediately go back and uh, file for a uh, restoration of services or whatever it's, it's referred to as, um, because the hearing examiner shouldn't base his decision on like, okay, today um, you're gonna give back the service, so I'm not going to take it away. Like, the reduction of service has already occurred, that's what they should be determining. Um, and the landlord has to prove that they've come back to it and you know the evidence of the hearing examiner's statement, whatever, would be evidence to support that. Um, so I don't mind supporting the staff recommendation on that portion of it for those reasons, but nothing to do with the 18 inches. Um, the, uh, the table I look at is like a little bit more significant if they had to, if they were forced to remove the table, then I could maybe see where uh, uh, that was also evidence of removal. But in this case, you know, they did, the landlord did let it stay there, and it was only for two years out of this entire, you know, umpteen year uh, tenancy. So I don't think it should be applied towards um, a, a given right to have that table forever, which I don't think anyone's arguing. Um, the, the parts about the uh, gas pipe, um, I, I kind of agree that I don't think it needs to be sent back, but um, because I don't, I don't really think that anyone uh, argued one way or the other for it in the hearing. And so uh, instead of sending it back, uh, why not put it back on the tenant, um, waive their six month, um, I don't know if that's called, you know, dismissing it with prejudice or with pre without prejudice, I don't know how that works, but basically dismissing that, part of the appeal completely um, and let them go tomorrow and file for a hearing if they truly believe that this is a, a reduction in service. Um, other than that, um, I think that, that those are my comments. Thank you. Um, I think I'm, I'm with actually um, Commissioner Bass on this one. I would affirm the hearing examiner's uh, decision. I just didn't see the evidence on the gas line. Um, I also did not see the evidence that the landlord did not restore the storage. Um, and in terms of the, the word walkways is in the email. And I see the area in front of the apartment as being a walkway, but then there's also where the fire extinguisher is and where the child's um, basketball hoop was, it looks like there's almost like an extra living space. So if she's saying that she's already given that sort of permission back to the tenant, I think that that's already been restored, so. I have a question for Commissioner Kirby specifically. We see cases, and I've only been here six months, but I have seen it probably five or six times, where somebody will file for a hearing, let's say it's about painting, just to use a random example, because it's really clear whether it's happened or it hasn't happened. Uh, people could argue about the quality, but um, if the, they file for a hearing, but between the time they file and the time, and the, so the landlord gets this notice, and they're like, oh crap, I have to go do this, they go paint it by the time the hearing happens, the hearing examiner has always said this is, they've done this. So 
they've they've complied and they won't everyone we've seen that and again i only have i don't have the history that you do so if they comply before the actual hearing the hearing examiner decides in favor of the landlord in that situation why would that not be the same with the storage here you're right i i, I think i was confusing that with um between when they come here and say we've complied uh good point um So I think I would agree with you then. It would not be a um, it would not be a reduction in service if the hearing examiner determined that the service had been restored prior to their decision that day. Then I'd like to make a motion that we affirm the hearing examiner's decision in full and ask staff to return back next meeting with a uh, resolution to that effect. Or should we wait for you to draw one up tonight? Um, I mean, you, yeah. I mean, if, if that motion passes, I would prefer to. Um, well, if, you're, if you guys are fine giving me time to draft it up, I can just do that tonight. So we can, this can be done if that motion passes. So, so I guess I, can we can we do a straw poll first and see if you have the votes for the motion, and then if you if you get it, I can. Wouldn't we just give you be further. affirming the hearing examiner's decision? Defer, affir, affirming the hearing examiner's decision in full. I mean, that's what you're trying to yeah. go for, right? Yeah. Then I don't think we need to see the resolution tonight, do we? I, I'm just asking staff if we, their, their recommendation. If we're affirming? Yeah, I mean, if you're affirming, I would just need to. We just don't have a resolution. Right, written. I just need to update the resolution tonight. Or the alternative is you can just order at the next meeting that I just come back with a resolution affirming. But so it's just a matter of whether you want this resolved tonight or at the next meeting. This is a question for the chair. Um, does it matter if we parse this out? I think there's some things we all, um, we can do the straw poll, but I didn't know if it made sense. If there are parts that everyone agrees, could we affirm on just those parts or do they have to do the whole resolution up or down? Well, A legal counsel. I'll say procedurally right now, the motion is to, um, to um, affirm the hearing examiner's decision in whole. So I guess before a formal motion, I would just ask that you guys just do a straw poll to see if there are votes to affirm the hearing exam decision in whole. Well, so that on, would be the... On all items that... that for the, appeal. ...that the tenant appealed on, I agreed with staff except for the two, the gas line and the storage in front of the unit. And on both of those, I believe the hearing examiner got it right. So that's why I'm, I'm suggesting a... That's why I'm suggesting the motion that I've... I guess I've made. So I, would, I would recommend doing a straw poll and then staff can start updating it if needed. I okay. Think, yeah. We've all I, would, I would affirm the hearing examiner's um, findings in full, meaning I would agree with section 4.1, but I would disagree with 4.2 and adopt the hearing examiner's original position, and I would disagree with 4.3 and adopt the hearing examiner's original position. So I guess let me just maybe make it clear from my understanding from Commissioner, what Commissioner Bass is asking. So essentially staff's recommendation is to affirm the decision except for two things. Um, one is that the hearing examiner found that the housing service for storage in front of the unit was restored. Staff's position is that there is not substantial evidence in the record to support that and that the hearing examiner should be 
reversed. So if the commission disagreed with staff, you would then be affirming the hearing examiner's decision, which would be there is no rent reduction for the um, storage in front of the unit. And then the second issue is that it's regarding to the um, gas line. And so regarding the gas line, staff believes, or the hearing examiner didn't consider that in the decision. Um, staff's position is that that should have been considered, it wasn't, and that a remand's necessary in order to figure out that gas line issue and ultimately whether um, that gas line eliminated a storage space. So if the commission um, disagreed with staff on that, then you would just be affirming the decision that that item is not gonna be considered in the decision. That so, is correct, except okay. the only thing I would like is, is I liked Commissioner Kirby's suggestion that if there is a way for us to uh, dismiss that particular part of the appeal with whatever language you need, that they would not need to wait the six months to. So, yeah, the commission could waive this six month requirement if they wanted to for refiling on the issue of the gas line. I, I would include that as part of my motion. Okay. I'll second the motion then. So I guess before we do a formal motion vote Strong. with that explanation, could we just kind of do like a round robin and see where the commission is with Commissioner Bass's proposal? Straw poll, yes, as discussed. I mean, between us. I'm a yes. I'm a yes. I, I think you know where I stand. Commissioner Kirby's? Uh, I second the motion. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, um, so seeing that, uh, sorry, Commissioner Topshin, did you have anything? Um, I don't feel comfortable with the, um, the um, gas line and the uh, outside uh, storage area. Okay. Okay, so informally, it's 4 2. Um, so if that motion was voted upon, it would pass. So then, before we dive in, just for purposes of me just, okay, so let me ask, do you want the resolution tonight or included in the order is bring back for next meeting a resolution? Are we, are we talking about the motion that you made and I seconded? Yes. And we're, yes. Then if, if that's the case, I trust that the motion is pretty clear. Okay. Whatever you guys want, yeah. I don't care. I think he's asking, he can either type it up now and make all the edits tonight and we wait, or you can make the same motion, but he'll bring it back in January for us to officially vote on. It's a complete decision yeah. of you. It's whether we sit here for another 15 minutes or, or not, and I think it's been only an hour, and uh, I think that it would just be in everybody's best interest if we waited, but. Um, Is that right, 15 minutes? I would say, I would say <laughs> give me probably 30 minutes. Okay. I, I, I'm content whatever my colleagues back want. In January. Okay. I don't if you're okay I would, waiting. I would but prefer January. 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 Yeah. So it's 3-3, three, three, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll say January. Happy holidays. <laughs> I don't remember ever okay. really doing this that, in that detail. Like when we have, have we always done this like that? Yeah, we've. 
We've done both ways. We've um, had it come back at next meeting or we've waited, so. Would it just be like a consent item that we could uh, adopt at the beginning or how would that work? Yeah, it, it would it'd probably not be a consent item just in case there were, I mean, I guess it could be, but it, would, it wouldn't be like a new hearing. It would just be the commission adopting that resolution. I, I'm going to suggest that because we are a commission of six people tonight and we will likely have seven at our next meeting, that we finish the business before it's tonight as opposed to, as opposed to opening it up for a whole new debate come it, the next meeting. It wouldn't be a whole new debate. It, it's, it's just I, an adoption like of the home. resolution. I'm just saying I would like to go It's just an adoption of the, resol of the resolution. I've had a long day. Are you okay? I have no preference, really. Th I was, this that is, was, I, I have no, fortunately I have no skin in this fight, so this is a pure policy decision by the commission. We've done, we've, done, we've done this before when uh, we came back and we just voted. There was no debate because it's right. been already debated. Right. Would we, make, would we make a formal motion tonight and vote on that? Can we, yeah. yeah that's, that's how it would work. You guys would vote tonight. Everything's finished. He's literally just gonna bring paper back. The, the item for January would be whether or not, would be purely related to just the language of the resolution. If you wanted to make changes, but it would not be, we would not be reopening the hearing. There would not be a new discussion on the hearing. It would be purely related to whether you're approving the text of the resolution. So maybe and do we, we vote in, on it tonight. And do we run into any Brown Act issues with discussing this outside of this meeting between now and then? No, because the instruction will be, the motion is going to be what the motion is, with just an instruction of being back or, resolution um, has been discussed tonight and then that will be what is brought then let's, back to you. Let's make it, we come back in January so we can stop the debate on this. This doesn't affect the, the tenant or landlord in any way, right? Other than just waiting longer before it actually is implemented, but the dates when it would go into effect don't get changed, right? R right, that's, that's correct. The dates do? No. Oh, they do not, okay. Well, except for the fact that uh, the reductions are are on pause until this this body ultimately makes a decision, which means in January they wouldn't take the reduction, um, and then when we pass it in 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 January they would start taking that in in February, and I mean they would be able to reduce for the previous months at that point in time. Right, it, it, but it wouldn't affect the effective date the, but and the total dollar amount, right. just how when they get to take it. Right. Okay. Let's January, do it January. It is. Thank you. Okay. So then we can do a roll call on that motion with the added instruction that I will, we will come back in January with the proposed resolution. And just to clarify in the minutes, it was motioned by Commissioner Bass and seconded by Commissioner Kirpies? Yes. Okay. Commissioner Bass? Aye. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? No. Commissioner Rory? Aye. Commissioner Topshin? No. Acting Chair Moore? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you. If the parties have any further questions, you can reach the Rent Stabilization Division at 323-848-6450 by email at rsd at weho.org or you may request an in-person appointment online at weho.org under the services menu. Mr. Holub, do we have any, um, a presentation for any unfinished business? No? No new business. Okay. Items from staff? Yes. Uh, 
So I have uh, something to announce. Um, as you are all aware, because I, I let you know uh, earlier this week, uh, this will be my last commission meeting, um, as I will be stepping down from my position as manager of the Rent Stabilization Division, effective at the end of this month. Uh, I'm extremely grateful to you, uh, the City Council, and the community for their support for the Rent Stabilization Program and the thoughtful and dynamic contributions this commission has made during my 13 plus years with the city. I have learned so much, and my experience here provided the foundation for where my career path is taking me next. I would like to acknowledge and thank the Rent Stabilization Division staff for their extraordinary dedication and work. As I know you're all aware, they truly capture the best that public servants have to offer. Uh, they have taught me a lot, and I will miss them very much. I'd also thank my supervisor, Director of Human Services and Rent Stabilization, Christoph Schroeder. I've been fortunate enough to have been supervised by Christoph throughout the entirety of my tenure with the city, and he's been an exceptional leader and a mentor to me. I leave the commission in good hands with John Natalizio, who has been an absolute pleasure to get to know and work with over the last three years, and of course with Diane Garcia as your amazing secretary, you can always count on to make sure everything runs smoothly. Thank you both. Uh, and I offer sincere thanks to each and every one of you as well. Um, I'm grateful to you for, the, for your service and support over the years, and I do hope that our paths cross in the months and years ahead. So thank you so much. Thank you. We will miss you in the city will as well. Um, no, no, okay. No other comments from staff? Okay. Um, any public comment tonight? Madam Secretary? None at this time. Okay. Items from commissioners. Commissioner Bass. I just want to thank you for uh, a warm welcome as uh, a new commissioner and wish you the very best and, and just wish everyone in the community a, a great holiday season and new year. Wonderful. Commissioner Topshin. Uh, thank you. I just want to say uh, we're going to miss you, Jonathan. Uh, you've been an incredible uh, manager. Uh, all these years that I know you started as a legal counsel to the commission and you made your wonderful career in the city and you became a manager, a dedicated person, someone who really cares about the, uh, about the RSO, about the tenants and the landlords and you put so much uh, into each and every case that you, you know, uh, dealt with and presented to the commission. You've been very tactful, you've been very cordial, you've been very respectful, and you earned the same back unto you. I mean, we, you, we are an incredibly respected person, so we're going to miss you very much, but this is a bittersweet moment that we're happy for, for you wherever you go, so we hope that it's a really good big promotion, <laughs> so otherwise we wouldn't let you go. So, and don't forget about us. Thank you. Commissioner Marks. Um, yes, I'll echo those comments. Um, I've worked in many cities in my career, and you know, I come across good public officials, bad, and somewhere in the middle. And we are very, very lucky to have had you for so long. Um, between the two of you, I don't think there's any question that goes unanswered. You know, there's a lot of commissions and whatnot that I attend, and there's a lot of blank stares and uh, you know, whatnot. So we've been very, very, very fortunate that you know we all came to the, into this job without much experience and we've learned a lot from from you so i thank you for that i wish you well in santa monica you're just down the road so you'll have to pop in for um, public comments on the other side um, sometime in the future thank you commissioner kirpies 
Yeah, I just want to reiterate what has been said. Um, you've been an amazing manager. Uh, I've uh, worked with three or four either managers or directors in various capacities uh, as they've staffed the council or staffed the commission, and you by far are the best. Um, you you handle us well. Uh, uh, you provide us information. Um, uh, even whether we ask for it or if you just know that we need it, it's always there. Um, they talk about, um, people always ask me like, well, how's the commission going? And I always tell them like, you know, we don't really do anything anymore because um, staff does everything. I mean, Jonathan comes to us with pages of changes that we need to make in the, um, in the ordinance, which is you know, something that I had not seen in any of the years prior, I mean, we, the commission would sometimes make uh, alterations to the minor changes to the to the to the uh, ordinance, but nothing at the level that we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, and I think is amazing. Um, not only are you addressing problems that we've um, we've experienced, but you've anticipated what is coming. And I think that we um, are a much better city. We have a much stronger ordinance. Uh, we have less um, less holes in our ordinance and, and ways to to um, for tenants to fall through the cracks and those have all been closed up under your leadership. Um, they talk about you know the, that uh, it's always you know it's best to have always leave leave the world a better place than what you what you entered it as and um, there's no doubt in my mind that the West Hollywood uh, residents and um, our ordinance are stronger and are in a better place because you were here. And so, thank you. And good luck to your next endeavor. <laughs> Commissioner Rory. Our time together was brief, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, you were very warm and welcoming and immediately um, just a, a great person to, to work with in these short times. So, uh, with that, I, I would informally recommend that we adjourn tonight. Um, in recognition of your and acknowledgement of your service to the city and what a what a great asset you you've been and good luck to you in the future. I agree. Yes. You will be missed. This meeting is adjourned in honor of Mr. Holub, to the next regularly scheduled meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission to be held on January 14th, 2024 in West Hollywood Park Public Meeting Room, City Council Chambers. Good night.
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. weeks later, his team called me and said, hey, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy. Uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit? And I thought, absolutely, let's do it.
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it. It became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. weeks later, his team called me and said, hey, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy. Uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit? And I thought, absolutely, let's do it.
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. A few weeks later, his team called me and said, hey, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy. Uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit? And I thought, absolutely, let's do it.
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. later, his team called me and said, hey, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy. Uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit? And I thought, absolutely, let's do it.
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it. It became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it. It became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it. It became a rock and roll village, a community. later his team called me and said hey we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit and I thought absolutely let's do it
from the rainbow to the Roxy to the whiskey, all of it, it became a rock and roll village, a community. But a few weeks later, his team called me and said, hey, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Roxy. Uh, would you be interested in doing an exhibit? And I thought, absolutely, let's do it. forth.